this thing on? Hello? Hey. Yeah, it is. Hi, Whiskey Sippers. Hey, guys. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. We're going to get the whiskey drinking going right now. Yeah, drink it. Drink it. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> uh, What's up, Steve? Uh, you know, the huge. The huge? Yeah, just, just screwing around. Is that like the douche? <laughs> Did you say douche? The d- no, the, the douche. What's the douche? It's like a douche, but it's more relaxed. It's like a, it's like a golf term? It's it a sounds re- like a golf term. It's a relaxed Oh, douche. yeah, he landed in the douche. <laughs> you just looked over your shoulder like <laughs> something I was looking. <laughs> I didn't know what you were telling. Talking. a story. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, guys. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome, sippers. Yes. Sippers. Sippers. <laughs> Welcome, sippers. <laughs> Hey, guess what? What? We haven't even started drinking yet. I know. <laughs> what a great day this is. <laughs> this day is. Let's get let Oh shit. Let's get into that. <laughs> get into what? Let's get into the uh wh- what are we drinking today? Oh. We've got ourselves a sweet bottle of Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. This is the most excited I've been in a while for whiskey. Really? Yeah. Yep. yep. Well, we did buy a bottle. So this is our second bottle of a whiskey. This is the first time I've had this specific oh, bottle. Well. You want, to, you want to talk about it? I look forward to seeing your reaction to it. <laughs> want to talk so about you've enjoyed what? the entire bottle. Because so Dave got a bottle of Eagle Rare because here, apparently. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> not here. even apparently. It's, it's difficult to find. Mm-hmm. So I was in Texas for like six months. Couldn't find it. I went to the liquor store like nonstop looking for it. I talked to the owners. I went to multiple different places. Just couldn't get a bottle of it. Like they'd they'd come in and it just be it would sell out like instantly. So Dave found one local. After I told him about it, it's not an expensive bottle, is it? Like thirty bucks, something like that. Thirty, uh, 30 forty. Eagle rare. Yeah, about fifty-five. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's like MSRP of like thirty bucks, but yeah, you, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so he got that, and uh, he drank it all himself. Mm-hmm. Yep, for no reason other than he hates me, and he's a selfish prick. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. sharing. So You heard it here, folks. <laughs> to go along with last week's theme about redemption, Dave has redeemed himself, and he got a new bottle of uh, Eagle Rare. What are you doing? Why He's like on his phone right now. I did. Are you bored? No, no. I was actually looking for something that uh, was going to go along with your story, but I I wasn't hooked up to Bluetooth, so I couldn't uh, do it quick Okay. Enough. All right. All go right. ahead and tell the story again about how you... <laughs> go ahead. So on top of everything that's going on, yeah. me and Dave have a new setup. Instead of sitting side by side like a bunch of weirdos. I want to hear about the me drinking all the whiskey on you. <laughs> Is this you playing the world's smallest violin? It actually is. <laughs> <laughs> playing Hearts and Roses for you right now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I searched and I searched. It's. I mean, this show is about whiskey. So Foreign. we're excited about whiskey. And this one was really hard to find. And I heard it was an amazing, one of the best ones you can get. And it's yeah, not a super expensive one. So, no, it's not. Um, so in case you were born yesterday... Or you don't know anything about bourbon or whiskey, Eagle Rare is one of the best ones out there. And like I said, MSRP about like thirty bucks. You can get it around fifty bucks. That's not bad. No. I mean, you can get most no-name brands for like sixty bucks, and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, Eagle Rare, comes from. 
Is everything all right? Oops. I think was, that, was that your hip? It's my, it's my lumbago. <laughs> Olé. Uh, um, so Eagle Rares produced by Buffalo Trace Distillery, mm-hmm. which is like the cream of the crop, the best one out there, tons and tons of awards. Um, you want me to talk about it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Because I'm kind of interested in this because uh, they have so many different bourbons and they're such an old and large distillery. I wanted to learn more about them. So uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery is an American family-owned based out of Franklin County, Kentucky. Sounds kind of like... It's a bourbon. I'm almost like... I feel like this is Buffalo Trace. This is like America right here. Yeah. Buffalo Trace. It is America. Yeah. You know, Um, actually, um, it dates back to 1775. Really? So, you know, just before the Revolutionary War, about the... When it was kicking off, so... (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. Yeah, so this is like a huge piece of Americana. So uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery, uh, they produce a ton of different awesome bourbons, uh, mm-hmm. including E.H. Taylor, Van Winkle, Buffalo Trace, Zazerac, Weller, George Stagg, and of course, the infamous Blance. That is like the unicorn of whiskeys that we will get one of these days and we will sample on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Still looking for it. So you got it. Send it. Well, yeah. If, Bring if, it. if anybody has a bottle of Blanche, you and just don't want it. And that's also like a low MSRP. I, I can't remember. Maybe 50 bucks. Well, here's the thing. You hear about MSRP. You're never going to find a bottle of whiskey for the MSRP. You can. Well, maybe you hear you it can. all the time, but just not here. If you, if you <laughs> not know. Not where we are. Yeah, not where we are. Anywhere we are. That's true. That's Even true. when I go other places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You should have just gotten it across the streets. Way cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Really? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So tell us more about Buffalo Trace. I feel like this is going to be epic. Yeah, I think we're going to drop back into this topic a few times. So I don't want to go too far into it because it's mm-hmm. you know what two hundred forty something years old, and they have all these great whiskeys and a lot of like the found the the founding fathers of bourbon mm-hmm. um, owned it, worked there, operated it at one point. So that's where all, all of those names come from, like the Taylor and Stag and Blantons. Those were actual people. Uh, I think Zazerac was one of they they own it now. Um, so it is family owned. Um, let's see. So they survived through the Prohibition, the Great Depression, two world wars, fires and floods, and tornadoes. Pretty much everything. And the distillery survived. And it keeps growing. So it's hard to find these bottles of bourbon because everybody wants them. Mm-hmm. They won tons, like hundreds of awards, like the world's best whiskey, the world's best distillery. Um, and they're actually working on a $1.2 billion expansion just so they can produce more bourbon just to get out. Get the yeah, product out because people be, people want it so much. I know for a while, like a bottle of Buffalo Trace, you'd find in the local liquor store for twenty nine dollars, thirty dollars. Yeah, suddenly you didn't find it, and when it was there, it was one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. like yeah, that's or just, it's gone instantly. If that's it's just sold price gouging. It, yeah, if it's sold, you know, and we'll we'll talk more about the price gouging because it's there's a, there's a whole thing in that, and uh, yeah, well, we won't get into it now. Okay, but, no, no, yeah. no, that's a, another that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. but uh. The one interesting fact that I learned about uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery is that in all of their warehouses, they keep them heated during the winter months. So as discussed previously, when they uh, when they uh, barrel the whiskeys or bourbons, they want the weather 
to pull and push the whiskey out of the barrels to get that flavor. Mm -hmm. Well, E.H. Taylor started it like 200 years ago with the idea that in the winter, the whiskey's not moving because it's just cold. It's just stagnant. So heat the warehouse moves all year. Get more so flavor out of the night barrels. and day, you're gonna you're gonna move the whiskey in and in and out of the wood and get more flavor out of it in a shorter period of time. It's obviously working because they've got a lot of great whiskeys. No, no, they definitely do, definitely do. And one of them we have here, yes, today, Eagle Rare. Shall we? Yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it. Cheers, cheers. Oh, that was a oh that was oh, stupid. Oh, That's there good. You go. like there you go. Are you ready? The market set go. Holy mother of God, that is delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is delicious. Yeah. All right, so rating, two thumbs up. Absolutely. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is a, for a $30 bottle, that is like. Where you come from, yeah, <laughs> I guess. A $55 bottle. I guess plus I'm tax. shopping in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that good. Is, that is good. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely sweeter. Yep. Light. Um, has some spice to it. Um, not a ton of like caramel or honey or like, it's just like sweet, maybe oak, maybe a little bit of pepper and leather in there. Not heavy on the, not heavy on the palate. No, it's definitely sweeter, lighter, easy mm-hmm. drinking. Full bodied, but not heavy. Yeah. I'm letting you describe yeah, this because you haven't had it before. This so is I amazing. To, yeah. yeah. Like that, huh? Even the, yeah. even just the initial smell. On the nose. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah. Why this is uh, such a wanted bourbon. It is delicious. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yep. Good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it reminds me a lot like uh, Elijah Craig. Yeah, but Elijah Craig is a little more, it's a little not rich, a little spicier. A little uh, spicier. Okay. Uh, like as far as uh, spite taste, spice. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not this is more oaky to me. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Than, than Elijah that, all right. Now I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, Trying to good. follow you, but yeah, de- definitely more oak. But just that front note is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Good. I like it. I like yeah. It a so lot. Uh, this is a 90 proof straight bourbon. Uh, they say it's their number one mash bill from Buffalo Trace. It's 10 percent or less rye, and it's aged 10 years, and it's a single barrel. They say hmm. it's technically a single barrel. They don't have the 10-year, and they don't have single barrel on the bottle because they they produce so much bourbon, mm-hmm. they move to an automated line, so they can't guarantee when they switched barrels that you're not going to have a little bit each. Oh, okay. So there's like one bottle in, e- in between each barrel. That really barrel. is a single barrel? That, that's not, no, oh, that's, that's not, not a, a single barrel. Yeah, so all the rest are single barrel, but when they switch out those barrels – you're getting some mixture, so they can't. They can't call it a single barrel because not every bottle. Comes I think out of they a can call it, but they don't because they're awesome. Because they're nice. Yeah, they're nice people. I like, I like them. Me too. They give tours, so apparently they get like a half million visitors a year. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to go sometime. Oh, absolutely! I would love to. Oh, do a Kentucky trip. They take the uh, they take the grain, put it in your hands, rub together, smell it. And then do it again. And it's like, what's Dave putting in his pockets? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Dave, you smell like gasoline. Uh-huh. Dude, let's take the grains. Let's take the grain. Make our own damn whiskey. Get a handful of corn, put it in your pants. 
By the time we get home, it'll be moonshine. Get some rye, just 10% or less. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Eagle Rare, two thumbs up. Yep, two thumbs up. Delicious. I love it. Me too. Talking about rarities. Yeah. What about them? I don't know. I think we're going to discuss a few. Oh, yeah. Rare rare phenomena today. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good topic for the day. I do too. Being that uh, some of these bourbons are super hard to get, and this mm-hmm. one has eagle and rare in the name. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the eagles. The bald eagles. The bald eagles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Wow, that was intense. That was intense. Wow. It's like the fire in the army As, camp. What, that was what intense, do they too. Do? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Total dad oh, joke. Sorry. <laughs> I was sticking it. That's the orange button, by the way. <laughs> that's that's the yellow button. That's orange over here. Oh, oh, it's red. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So They're eagles, close, I think. So eagles. Oh, look, um, an eagle. <laughs> did you know um, No, that screech? That screech noise you get mm-hmm. that you got there. Good God. Because I wasn't prepared for that, but immediately I'm thinking, how do they get him to do that? Like, they got to grab onto him? Is he, like, flying down, killing something? Is no, he... they'll do it on their own. They just do it on their own? Okay. So there wasn't some guy running think, around the tape recorder. No, I think that is how they train. communicate with each other. Because north of here, there's a wildlife refuge, and they have three refuge. bald eagles there. One of them is matured. The other two are juveniles. And they said they'll communicate with each other like far, like a mile away. And that's uh, how they okay. can, they'll kind of communicate where they're at and whatever. They have really good eyesight too. Yeah, really good eyesight. Eagle eye. I'm saying that because I'm staring into your eyes. <laughs> so we're sitting across from each other now. So it's, where's your other hand? <laughs> Go on. So the bald eagle. Is not bald. It's not bald. just has a white hood. Sounds bad. <laughs> okay. So, Isn't that what it's called? The hood? Is he a racist eagle? <laughs> no, I think that's what they're called. <laughs> just call him Mask. A, the bassist eagle? I don't know. Let's just call him eagle. Are they born with the white feathers on their head? I don't know. No, they're not. Do I look like an eagleologist? I found that out, too, from the wildlife refuge expert that educated me on the when was bald this? eagle. This was last summer. Oh, wow. You remember all that? The juvenile bald eagles are brown. Okay. And they keep the brown feathers until they're around three years old when they're fully mature, and then the feathers on their head turn white. Oh, and they got to fight, and they lose all the feathers yeah, on their they, face. They, they, they got to go through, like, the crucible. Yeah, and they go through, like, red feathers, and then eventually they... The gauntlet. ...have so much rain, it turns white. He's like, go through the gauntlet. Go through the gauntlet. Yeah! <laughs> Whatever noise you made. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> go on. Wow. Maybe we should have drank rabbit hole instead. <laughs> I, that, that reminds me, like, I, I think it was like I'm 10 years old. My mother's yelling at me. <laughs> what, the screech? Yeah, she's like, don't don't play with that. You're going to drop it and break it. <laughs> didn't, uh, oh, God. didn't Screech die? Screech? Yeah, from Saved by the Bell? Yeah, he did. And do you know where the term Saved by the Bell came from? No. I also learned this from the wildlife rehab <laughs> rehabologist. <laughs> I really didn't. The eagleologist? But I did watch some... Stupid show on Netflix. I can't drink. <laughs> back way back when, like in the sixteen, eighteen hundreds, <laughs> some people would die. Well, people would be like, "Were you there for this?" No, I wasn't, but I was told about it by somebody who was. And okay. <laughs> telepathically. <laughs> so, no, seriously, this this is this oh, is no, good. <sighs> you know what? I'm, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. All right. Do you want me? You want me to finish my uh, my uh, thing, or do you want to do your thing? I guess go ahead, finish your thing. No, go ahead. Tell us. No, it's okay. Okay. So the uh, <laughs> the bald eagle is America's national bird. 
or and or their symbol. Mm-hmm. So it was a adopted by the founding fathers because they got the idea from the Roman Empire that used the eagle, the golden eagle, um, and they picked the bald eagle because it was native to North America and it was all over the place. There's there's like millions of them mm-hmm. at the at the time. Um, so they added. What are you doing? Nothing. Okay, so they add the bald I'm eagle. Right across from you. I know you're just, you're making me nervous. You're twitching over there. You got your phone. You're pressing buttons. Sorry, making you're making me nervous. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, finish your story. What? I know you have something to say. Okay, fine. And the term "Saved by the Bell" refers back to the 1800s, where it was common for the common folk to develop diseases which caused them to be in a comatose state. They'd be assumed to be dead, but then would wake up later in their coffin with scratch marks on the lid. So what they would do was people that were of means would pay people to develop engineered devices so that if they woke up after they were buried, they'd a be bell. able to be saved. So they had string run down a tube and it was tied to their fingers and their toes. No and if the way. person moved, it would ring a bell and the grave digger was there all night. And, and if he heard the bell, he would start digging. Yeah. So that's where the term say by the bell comes from. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. So, so back to the bald eagles. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my See, bad. I knew you were working on something. Oh, sorry, Very no. distracting. Well, sorry. Um, sorry. The bald eagle, pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Nation symbol. And uh, eventually almost got wiped out. Really? Uh, I guess people were going out and shooting them by the thousands. Uh, shooting them all over the country until they were... You know, less than 100,000, I think. Self-defense. Self-defense. Yeah, well, they thought they were, like, stealing babies and things like that, so people were shooting bald eagles. One of the few remaining of its kind. (laughs) Isn't it beautiful? My God, it's coming right for us! (laughs) That's what happened. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what I read. (laughs) How did you do that? (laughs) Maybe they were really, really aggressive. <laughs> yep. And then they became rare. Yeah. Hence the eagle rare. <laughs> it's a great, here we are. Great story, Steve. <laughs> That's it. It's a great story. It's really, it's really all we need to get into. Um, I don't want to go into the details. Um, and then we, st- then we passed some uh, Bald Eagle Protection Act, and then uh, they've rebounded the numbers. Here yeah, we are present day. Now there's like a million of yeah, them. Yeah, now they're all over the place. Yeah. They fly over my house all the time. Do they? Yeah. They're like, freedom! Those are F-18s, Steve. Well, those two. <laughs> <laughs> Those are actually hornets, super hornets. So eagles were rare at one time, but are no longer. Yeah, but I think they're off the list. They're off the endangered list. Now were, they're just on the protected. Were they rare when Buffalo Trace started to make eagle rare? Yes. There you go. The eagle was rare. Correct. As opposed to medium or well done. <laughs> <laughs> what do we how, do you, the- how do you like your steak? Uh, medium rare. Medium rare? I like medium. Because sometimes they undercook it, and then it's just like... A so bloody mess. You're borderline communist, but not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay with me. I, I, only out of caution, because I've asked for medium rare and it comes out like bloody. Really? Uh, Dave has a phone call. Nope. What are you doing? I answer it. Okay. I'm on the podcast. All right. What, which podcast is that? The Whiskey Sippers podcast. Oh, okay. So cheap plug right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But so what else do we want to talk about? Well, something rare. <laughs> Well, we talked about steaks. We talked about bald eagles. You know, I I wonder, um, do you think they would make a good omelet? Bald eagles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big big eggs? 
Yeah, but, stir them with a feather. But if you get the if you get the egg with the blood spot and the yolk, then you don't want to eat it. Yeah, but it's a delicacy. Is it? Some countries. Fuck it. They I'll love try. it. Let's I try it. it. Yeah. All right, I'm down. A little baby seal on the side. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cooked over a spit. Yeah. <laughs> Gently <laughs> rotated over over an open flame, <laughs> and then oh, we got to get an eagle for a main course. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could talk about the Loch Ness. Nessie. Speaking of rare things. Yes. Um, I I'm did, down for uh, that. <laughs> I Tell was me actually more about gonna say it was a American rarity, so I'm not sure why you're playing Scottish music. Because the Loch Ness is in Scotland. Well yeah, but what should I say? But the Loch Ness monster. Loch Ness is in Scotland. I always thought the Loch Ness monster was in Lake Champlain. No, that's Champ. Um, well, when I was a kid, I Champ was just told that it was the Lake Champlain Ness. monster. Yeah, I was told it was the Loch Ness monster there. So. We hop a hop the red eye over well, here. Well, maybe they're like cousins or brothers or something <laughs> like that. Went to well, live in Lake Champlain. It's, it's huge, so it probably vacations there. You know, like sharks and whales travel the globe in different seasons. Maybe Loch Ness. The Loch Ness is landlocked, isn't it? I don't know. I was never there. I wasn't. I either. thought it was around like the coast. Somewhere, somewhere is the coast. Like, does he got to climb out of it? Like, like, I don't well, know. he goes on land. He's like, I'm, I'm, there's been sightings on land. I'm headed over Lake Champlain. I got to climb out of here at night. Nobody sees me. <laughs> Go off in the ocean like a seal. It's like, yeah, it's like a snake with a uh, with feet. The lighthouse guy's like, the lighthouse guy's like, what's up, bro? He's like, uh, you hey, again? hey, how you doing? Hey, it's passing through. <laughs> My name's Ted, not Loch Ness. <laughs> what's up, Loch Ness? <laughs> Tony Murphy. <laughs> anyway, so I want to talk about Champ. Yeah, um, Champ. I mean, Lake, legislation Lake for Champ. Yeah, Champ's got to be real. They yeah, passed legislation real. for Champ. He's real. He's, I think he's actually cooler than Loch Ness monster. Nessie. You think so? Yeah. There's been uh, many sightings by the French explorers, by the natives. Legends go back hundreds, if not thousands, of years about Champ. Really? Yeah. So, explain this. If he wasn't real, why would they pass that legislature? Well, that's my question. If he didn't exist, yeah, why why would they pass legislation? Pass <laughs> Why would they pass legislation to protect him? Yeah, 1981, Port Henry, New York. They declared their water a safe haven for Champ. champ. <laughs> what? Is that a whale? No, it's Champ. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yep. In 1982, the state actual, of Vermont actual recording. passed a House resolution protecting Champ. Really? He's got to be real. I mean, why would Congress get involved? Oh, exactly. I know. I agree. Congress would get involved. Local legislation, national, federal legislation yep. to protect something that's not real. Come and on. They, and there's a statue of him. Really? Why would they? Why would they put up a statue? I wonder if it real. scares anybody. Those pictures. Like if you're driving at night and it's raining and you see the statue, you think, "Ah, oh, Champ's gonna get me." <laughs> Let's well, in Port Henry. We should take a trip. Champ is going to eat me. <laughs> we should. We should take a picture of us next to the Champ statue. So uh, so you're saying he's not the real Loch Ness, though? No, the Loch Ness monster, Nessie, okay. was you, b- believed to live in Loch Ness and be like some sort of... So what's Loch Ness? Loch Ness is a body of water in Scotland. Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> Nessie, so, so you're saying it was landlocked and... I believe so, yeah, but I don't know for sure. Okay. And they're thinking that, you know... And well, here's the thing: they, you know, Loch Ness people. Oh, there's a monster that lives in there, a big, you know, dinosaur, like, you know, 
platypus looking thing. I don't know whatever the hell it looks like. It's like but a, a whale dinosaur. Kind of. With like and, a humpback. Yeah. And Snake. then this guy took a picture of Nessie. Famous yep. picture circulating all over the internet. Um, and, oh, yeah. And, oh, I think I, I think I read something. So the guy that took a picture of Loch Ness in like, I don't know, like the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. He was in London. He was a gynecologist. Yes. So what did he throw a speculum in the water, take a picture of it in the shadow, and be like, hey, look, look, it's a monster. So there's a gynecologist running around in the 1900s with a camera. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just taking pictures in a monster. <laughs> just trying to look for a monster in the water. <laughs> oh, I wonder what else was on that camera. <laughs> right. A little monsters in vaginas, everything. <laughs> Whatever I want. It's a camera. It's made for taking pictures. It's all sixes and sevens, yeah, mate. Give it's me your, Give me your ballywonkin. I don't know if that's a real word. <laughs> a ba- a ballywonkin. <laughs> Is that something you do? Like, I went, never mind. <laughs> It'd probably be along the lines of, like, a blumpkin. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, so Nessie was thought to be... Nessie. Nessie was thought to be this monster. And then they're like, you know, okay, they did radar and sonar and said... You know, once once science advanced to that point, they said there's nothing in Loch Ness. Science. And they're like, okay, Nessie doesn't exist. There is no monster. Then they did DNA studies in the water and they found they DNA. Just cups of water and they found DNA that would that had like an amphibious profile that would have made it possible that there may have one day lived. There you go. There she may have very well been there one day, but I then think died. It's still there. I don't know, I think because it's deep. It's one of the deepest locks uh in Scotland, I think, next to like Loch Omar or something like that. Well, I mean, whales live in deep waters and only surface like, you know, like once every month or something crazy like that. Yeah. So, so, I mean, and people know they exist because they've seen them. But what about Loch Ness Monster? Yes. What about her? What about, oh, it's a her? Oh, Nessie? I don't know. Maybe Nessie's a dude's name. We can't even prove that it exists and you're going to gender it? You just misgendered Loch Ness Monster. Wow. Do I I have gender dysphoria? I mean, like it's real though. I will say that. What's that? Loch Ness, Nessie, Loch Ness, Champ, and Nessie. Yeah, Champ and Nessie. Well, Nessie They're might real. have been real one day, but not be there anymore. But. I no, because as the there's more sightings now than ever before. Okay, there's pictures, there's DNA. You just said it. Yeah, she is real in Scotland, and he is real in Lake Champlain. The government. Uh, had discussions in their parliament to discuss doing the same thing as like with Champ. Yep. But none of them can understand each other. So <laughs> getting anything done. <laughs> I, got, I got a little excerpt. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Thank you, Honourable Member, for giving way. UK government promised that review in 2016 is not done that. So it's not absolutely critical. We've got an impact assessment. What's going to happen? What the, uh-huh. the, what the fuck uh-huh. is he saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm following you. Yeah, that would be me. I'd be like, um, can you say that again? <laughs> I don't think I understood a word you just said. Oh, that's so great. So anyway, um, that's Nessie. Yeah, I think what, that's... What other yeah. rarities would you like to discuss oh, today? You want to talk about Sasquatch? Oh, yes. Yeah, so the gist of Sasquatch or Bigfoot is an ape-like creature that, in, that inhabits the forest of North America. Mm-hmm. You know, Canada and the U.S. Obviously, not Mexico, because uh, that's the chupacabra. We yeah. don't want to get. We don't want to get into that. That's, no, that's, that's a whole for, other. That's like a tequila episode. That's for another day. The chupacabra. 
chupacabra. It's so much fun to say, but he's like in the wooded area of North America in the mountains. It's a big, giant, like Yeti type of guy. Um, well, not oh. just North America. Well, Sasquatch in North America, but different names all over the world. Yeah, he's been seen in wooded areas across the globe. So in Asia. How do you know it's a he? There can't be female Sasquatches? Uh, Why are you misgendering Sasquatch, Steve? <laughs> wow. You're just a gender bender, huh? Yeah. You a gender bender? <laughs> did you just make that up? <laughs> I did. That's great. It's like an air an airbender, uh, but I don't with know. gender. Yeah, I think, yeah, if it was a dude, you'd, you'd, you'd need to see it, right? I'd hope. Yeah. I mean, he is very hairy. <laughs> I guess. Or or she. Or she. <laughs> just assume. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Sa- hard talking Sasquatch about Sasquatch is named by the Native American Indians. Oh, really? And um, talking about what do you think he's real? Do you think Sasquatch is real? Absolutely. First of all, do you have more to say about Sasquatch or no? I was just gonna rattle on about it. There's been like folklore throughout the you know the hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, and natives knew about him and all that kind of stuff. That's great. Really? So, do you want to hear some good stuff about Sasquatch? Yeah, I want to hear some real good stuff. So, more whiskey. Back in 1971. Okay. Well, you all heard about the Patterson video. No. Uh, James Patterson, not James Patterson. Uh, oh, he's the uh, he's gonna be Batman, right? No, no. Pa- uh, Patterson. He was, was in Twilight. He was a guy that was uh, like a, not a minor or whatever, but he was in. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I think the Sierra Nevadas. Yep. And uh, and and James Gimlin was the guy that was with him that had the camera, and um, actually got the most dis- un- no, most undisputable video of Bigfoot uh, on horseback. People have slowed it down. Cryptozoologists oh, have researched I thought you were talking it. About the one that's like walking across like a yeah the creek like bed. a dry creek bed yeah yeah that's that one that's they call that the Patterson Gimlin video okay and yep, I've seen that it's been looked He's at real by yeah, but cryptozoologists and they're like there's no way that a human can move that way or, or a, a human being like we know yeah um so then uh, a gentleman by the name of Ron Moorhead uh, went out with uh, a group what the fuck are you doing nothing go ahead. Are you eating a fortune cookie? Yeah. <laughs> well, you what? might you might as well go for it. You're already there. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Can I read your fortune? Sure thing. Should I read it in Chinese? Yes. Fortune say, foolish man give away for grand piano, wise man give away for upright organ. <laughs> so anyway anyways Bigfoot <laughs> go on about my Ron Moorhead uh, story so Ron Moorhead was a gentleman that went up into the I think it was the Sierra Nevada mountains as well like eight miles in the woods where they make the beer yes so eight miles in the woods <clears throat> and um, they were not up there looking for Bigfoot but um, they had a lot of encounters and they would go up to this camp I think it was a hunting camp they would go they would pe- they would uh, pack mule in like stove they and pet Bigfoot no, no. They had pack meals, and they brought stove and stuff like that into the woods, and they would hunt from there, from this camp. And over the course of, like, two or three years, they were hearing all these weird sounds and vocalizations and whatever, so they started recording it. That's and then, cool. Yeah, and uh, they brought a reporter with them. And this, I got a uh, thing. He, he gave, uh, Ron Moorhead, years later, gave a presentation on this. Moorhead. Moorhead. That's an awful Ron. name. Yeah, like, middle of the night. Like, Ron, Moorhead. Ron, yeah. Moorhead. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so no, this, this, <laughs> so this is actually, <laughs> so while Ron was giving more head, 
So no, he so he he did a presentation um, years later, and it actually was pretty. Uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty uh, um, pretty interesting. So take a listen. That's the way we got in with horses and mules. Oh uh, boy. Anyway, it's eight miles into the wilderness, and uh, nobody's fooling us. We uh, we know that. But uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see what we went through. But that's our barrels. We took those in by mules, took stove in by mules to reassemble it. And we had a little camp way back in Bill Nowhere, a tiny camp. We're not looking for Bigfoot. And that's the camp, the way it looked in 1971. Uh, these sounds we, uh, we recorded on not just once, but several times over a few years. So we, we uh, took a reporter in there and he doc started documenting things, looking for a hoax, actually. Uh, that's uh, Al Berry. He's the investigative reporter that we took in 1972. Unbeknownst to us, he was actually thinking he was going to find out who was hoaxing us because he couldn't believe the story. Multiple encounters, you know, just yapping away over there. Really they, they, had, they, they had what's the video? They had multiple encounters over the course of a few years. Oh, so. we got a stove. All right, so donkeys and stove. You know, you can suck it. So anyway, so when they're out in the woods, he was up there with this Al Berry guy, who was a reporter, who's trying. Okay, who's hoaxing you guys? Who's messing around? Yeah. So he heard these things too, and they would sit out at night and record this. They got a couple glimpses of them here and there, but. Shh, shh, shh. But anyway, here's here's these are actually to me it's extremely interesting because these you can't. They've also had people who study no, I think it's awesome human voice, and they said yeah. these vocalizations are not human and they're not of any animal that we oh, know. Come on, no, check it out. It was almost just listen. What the crap is that? At like midnight. Uh-uh. Down in the creek while you're sitting uh -uh. outside eight miles in the woods. They sound like apes. And they talk back to him. Listen. They're like stirring them up. These guys are nuts. Jeez. What's wrong with these people? I'd have like guns blazing. So then uh -uh. it gets it gets more intense. Oh, as, I got as, goosebumps. This as is, a night I'm not goes, doing this. As the night goes on, it gets more intense, and they start hearing these creatures, like vocalize with each other. So check it out. No, there's more than one. Mm -hmm. They're like copying them. Yeah, they're copying what they're saying. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh... Right about then, I'm shitting my pants. Yep. And then he had That'd the last... That'd be a fast eight-mile run. <laughs> the last vocalization that he had uh, was... They believe it's between a male and a female Sasquatch. They don't know. But um, this is pretty wild, though. Check it out. Yeah. I thought you were gonna play something stupid. No. Then there's a yeah. there's a much lower pitched one. That's real. It's real. Bigfoot's real. Eight miles in the woods, recording the shit at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Uh huh. And then these things are throwing rocks at him and shit like that. It's, and, I mean, it's crazy. Were they like? Aggressive towards them? Not aggressive towards them, but like you're getting too close to us. They'd knock on trees, like banging trees with sticks and shit. 
And um, it's crazy. And he recorded all this. And he goes around the country doing presentations on the data that he is found. He is he still around? Oh, yeah. Still do it? Yeah, oh, Ron Moore. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, absolutely. That would be right? so awesome. So then, and, you know, you think about, ah, eh, whatever, this could. But listen, think about the 911 calls from people that live out in, like, Oregon and stuff like that. They're calling the police going, holy shit, what the hell is this thing yeah. in my yard? Yep. That's not, like, made up. Like, they decided to do that all of a sudden one day. There's one guy that's looking out his back window right at, a, apparently, a Sasquatch who's staring back at him. Yeah. And he's calling the police going, you better get here. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. This thing's big. 911, what are you afraid? Oh, it's someone or He's looking at me. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No pain of glass going to stop him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, and there are people, too, that have uh, you, most of the Bigfoot sightings or Bigfoot encounters. A lot of people uh, uh, also um, claim to smell like they're stinky. A foul. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure they don't bathe. They don't know enough. They don't think to wash. Yeah, it's just like a wild animal. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, you know, what imagine that, that. Smell. Oh. That's the smell of desire, my lady. God, no, it smells like... Sex panther? Like a used diaper filled with Indian food. Oh, excuse me. You know, desire smells like that to some people. What is that? It smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. Or... <laughs> It has real bits of panther in there. It has real, you know it's good. So you know it's good as real bits of panther in there. Uh, oh, man. So, yeah, that was uh, the information that I found out on, on Bigfoot, and I thought that you'd find that interesting. Good dive, Dave. Yeah, it was like, because I've always been fascinated with yeah, that. Oh, yeah, this, is, I'm, this I'm, is an interesting topic. I'm convinced there's some kind of uh, crypto, like, hominid out there that just is very secretive. Well, and, that's, that's the argument of, uh, you know, the stuff that I looked up. You know, mostly just a, the brief history, but... There was a big chunk of it talking about like what can actually explain what these videos, uh, what the audio files and the pictures, what like how can we explain it? And most of them really pointed to either like some type of wild animal like a bear, some type of escaped animal like an ape, mm -hmm. or just a straight up hoax, or maybe even like a human that just happened and to run by. His name is John C. Of course. Of so, course. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Had to fit that him in there, didn't you? Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, no. So, and, and a lot of videos are. You can tell it's a guy in an. It's like, come on. Yeah, man. it's like a guy in a suit or something That's like so that. Stupid. So they're saying like most of them are hoaxes because people are, are trying to gain something out of it. Uh, but then another argument is that maybe it's really something. Like maybe it's something that we thought was extinct. Or something we haven't seen in a long time, like a Neanderthal, uh -huh. something like that, that existed out in the wild and just hasn't made contact, or we haven't made contact with them or enough. A missing, a missing link. Yeah, something like that. Somewhere between. Yeah, apes and they're just and they're just in in such a remote wilderness area. We haven't really like encountered them enough where we're studying them or made some legitimate contact. 
other than what you just showed. Yeah, because they, fascinating. They say that there's hundreds of thousands of acres of unexplored wilderness yeah. in North America, and people, so. you know, see these things all the time, and you know, you're just like, oh, you're you're just crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's got to be true. I think it's got to be real. I, I think it's real too. Yeah. I think there is something out there. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, I think it's it's more plausible than like the Loch Ness monster. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I agree, hundred percent. And yeah. uh, and in uh, aliens are real too. Oh, the moon people definitely. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck with the moon people, yeah. man. So uh, let's let's go into the big dick hero of the week. Ooh. My dick like the Mississippi River. My dick ass your bitch what's for dinner. Give me a really big dick. The size of a dick does matter. Wow. It smells like a big foot matter. Ooh. <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> in your face. In your face and shit. Mm-hmm. So go on. So uh. I don't know. I don't have too much on this, but I think our big dick hero of the week is uh, Harry Henderson. Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, you guys remember him? Oh, I remember so, Harry and the uh, Henderson. Harry was a uh, character on a uh, movie from uh, the late 80s. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, the family rant hit him with a car. Yep. And then put him on the hood because they felt bad for him, didn't know what he was. They, they realized he was a Bigfoot, yep. and he woke up. They thought he was dead. He woke up on the hood of the car, scared him. And then, and it, anyway, as... The story goes, they bring him home because they don't know what to do with him, and he starts to live with them and kind of learn how to be part of the family. And then uh, a relative of theirs comes over who's been searching for Bigfoot his whole life and has been told he's how crazy. Convenient, right? So they're eating dinner, and he's, like, telling them, all right, you know what, guys? Just you do yourself a favor and just realize there's no such thing as Bigfoot. And, then they're, <laughs> and they're all laughing well, at him. And Harry's standing right behind him. <laughs> oh, here you go. Yeah, I'm going to say this once. I'm going to say it's simple. There are no abominable snowmen. There are no Sasquatches. There are no big feet. Big feet. Am I missing something? <laughs> Bigfoots. <laughs> oh, Harry. Oh, Lord. Lord God. Dr. Rightwood, say hello Rightwood. to Harry. Say hello to Harry. Hello, hello Harry. It's a, a clever name. Are you Harry all over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like a, you know, family feel-good movie, kind of like an E.T. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's about it. I'm sure he had a huge slaunch. We had a huge slaunch. Swanger. Huge slaunch. So, Harry, <laughs> tell me, what exactly have you learned how to do? How humanized have you become? Or is there still a savage side to you? Oh, yeah. One more time, Harry. Oh. Anyway, that's how it would be with Harry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, sorry. I think we're done. On that note. That's, there goes that rarity. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun. I enjoyed talking about Bigfoot and all that other kind of yeah. shit. So, um, whiskeyguyslive at gmail.com. Um, nobody ever emails us. So That's all right. Please, if you just email us and tell us we suck. We don't care. Just make us feel yeah, we'll good. We'll stop. We'll so, just start drinking more. Yeah, exactly. We're good with that. So, all right. We'll come up with a topic for next time. And everybody, chill out. Peace out. Have a great week. Yeah. Peace, peace, love. Anal grace. This outro is too long. <laughs> Later. Later.